On this week's episode, I'm joined by Alan Gingrich and we discuss the 58th annual Grand American Coon Hunt in Orangeburg, South Carolina. We're going to be talking to a lot of the event officials from the weekend and the big winners, so we sure hope you enjoy this one. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, cur feist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. This is Trevor Wade. I'm the Coonhound Program Manager here, and I'm joined, as usual, by the Director of Hunting Ops, Alan Gingrich. Alan, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good today, actually. Not too much jet lag from the trip down south? No, it wasn't too bad. I, I got to sleep that night. You had you went out on the final cast or whatever, but I got to sleep in a little bit that morning, so I felt pretty good, actually. <laughs> hey, it's kind of a long night, but man, I, I never take it for granted the opportunity to go out and see see history in the making and see these guys achieve these big wins with their dogs. That's a, that's kind of a surreal feeling being out there and seeing people achieve lifelong dreams like that. Yeah. I've seen a good number of those over the years, not just this event, but a lot of different events. So it's good that you get the opportunity to see some of these and, uh, and you're right. Yeah. And, and I guess we better uh, preface this by telling them what event we're talking about. They probably saw in the title of the podcast, but we're talking about the 2023 Grand American. Yeah. Kind yeah. of the one that kicks off uh, kicks off the competition year every year there, first weekend in January, and uh, we just got back from Orangeburg, South Carolina, and uh, man, we had, a, we had a really good weekend, I think. Yeah, we did. I thought the overall the event was as smooth and as good as any, really, you know, the, the weather, it always, it always makes it nice when the weather is nice, and I've seen it being from, it being anything and everything, you know, but this year, again, it was in the, what, mid-60s to upper oh, 60s, yeah. probably, and, and just beautiful. Yeah. Nice crowds. Mid 60s through the day, mid 40s in the night. You know, it was perfect hunting weather outside of maybe a full moon and maybe a little bit more water because of the previous couple of weeks than normal. But uh, I think you could tell in the in the hunt scores and the, obviously the entries there that we'll talk about a little bit that it was sure good weather to go hunting because there was a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah, and they were fired up. Yep, and probably the biggest thing that uh, that I saw that I was kind of surprised by uh, would that I didn't think we'd have that many was the walk ups they had. Yeah. I think beforehand we and we fielded a couple calls and messages. 169 pre-entries each night in the Grand American. Uh, I guess uh, some people are probably pretty a little worried about it, uh, a little off pace of what they may usually see. And me and you talked about it, and I thought that we would probably get to around 250 entries a night with them getting maybe 70 or 80 walk-ups a night. But man, was I was I way off? Yeah. Uh, Friday they ended up having a, over 130 walk-ups and they broke 300 entries on Friday night and then on Saturday another 100 walk-ups and they got around 275 on Saturday night. Yeah and good for them we love to see them do well like that so kudos to them and everybody involved and it's always good to see when and obviously I think good weather helps a little bit you know and and uh, kudos to them it's just a good event yeah. good numbers you're right. That's kind of funny we uh, we flew down for the first time this year I'm used to driving down we usually do a two-day trek down through uh down through the mountains of Tennessee, and we get over to, to Orangeburg about midday on Thursday. This year we flew down, and it was great weather. I mean, it was a little chilly here. We we flew over to Washington, D.C., flew south to uh, Charleston, and it was fine weather until we got to South Carolina, and then it started raining there, and the airplane said, well, here we go, another <laughs> year of it. But, man, that was not uh, – 
that was not to be for the whole week. That was just a, a one night thing and it was beautiful the rest of the week. Yeah, so. for us, if we drive, it's about a 12, 12 hour drive. And generally we kind of split the drive. We drive down Sevier, or to Sevierville that are on uh, Interstate 40 and usually split it up like that. And that's usually not too bad. But And I've flown a bunch and I'm not going to get into it, but I think when we talk to David McKee and you're going to hear some of that here, in this podcast a little bit later on, but I think I mentioned a little bit about, about my first flying experience to Grand American. <laughs> so you can check it out there when we talk to David. Oh, a little teaser. I like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and we got there Thursday and I think it was evident already Thursday that there was going to be, it, the vendors were back at Grand American this year. It seemed like maybe they were off the past couple of years. And David talked a little bit about that in his interview that you're going to hear later on. Uh, but this year, I think they have it up over a hundred they, some again. They, they did. And that was so good to see, you know, the pandemic a couple of years ago, vendors were, were way, way down actually for the Grand American. And last year they had a few more, but this year it seemed like it was really, really back again. It was so good to see. Yeah. And, and with the vendors, obviously in good weather is going to come a walk around crowd. And it was just, it was a, it was a great weekend there in South Carolina for walk around crowd as well. Um, obviously we brought forth the, the new rules this year and that was a hot topic the whole thing it was obviously the first the first event uh, with our new rule changes that we've talked a lot about a lot on this podcast and uh, we brought two boxes of rule books this go around that's 360 rule books and those things got going quick didn't they they did and we could have <laughs> used a few more at the end of the day we ended up having to send mail several out after we got back here but uh, but yeah that's and really and there was quite a few guys that came, I say quite a few probably. 10, 12 guys that came back up that I talked to anyways that had uh, questions about a couple of the new rules, just making sure they did it right and this and that. And probably the biggest one was that dog, or a, a dog treeing, but not declared treed. And you and I have had that uh, conversation a lot, you know, and we'll leave that for some other conversation maybe. But uh, yeah, um, but yeah, no, it was good. And I think for the most part, it worked well. I didn't hear any, any issues with the use of thermals or anything like that. Not a one. So, uh, so yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to work just fine. Yeah. And you did a great job with the with the, the rule seminar there on Friday afternoon before the hunters uh, drew out. You did a great job with that. I appreciate it. You, you kind of there before we left, you kind of left me no option but to do it. And, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm, this podcast has really actually helped me a little bit in doing yeah. that and kind of explaining yeah. things. You kind of get used to being in front of a mic by doing it. Probably something that wasn't a strong suit for me at all at first, but... I mean, you kind of have no choice but to get better and better at it. I get that. And I was the same way. You know, that's not an easy thing to do, to stand up in front of a big crowd and start talking. And then, you know, rules is, is, is a, you know, something very important, you know, but I think you'll, you'll learn if, and, and for me, if, if, if I, I have to be comfortable about what I'm talking about and, but you know, you did a, you did a good job and I think uh, you have a good grasp on the rules and, and you did a, you did a fine job with it. But, yeah. yeah. And, and if you weren't at the Grand American, uh, I think we have the presentation put together. I have uh, uh, the media team kind of cleaning it up a little bit, making the PowerPoint presentation look better. And the plan is that uh, the events I'm at this year, like the Chartered Breed Day Associations, probably bring a TV along with me. And during their meeting, hopefully they'll give me 15 minutes to maybe go over some rules with the people yeah. there in attendance at the meeting. So if you're not planning on going one, uh, you probably shouldn't make plans because that'd yeah. be a good way to get introduced to the rules. Yeah. And I like the idea of having those up on a screen because I think it just helps sometimes if you have a visual up there of what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So as we kind of, uh, we talked about the hunt a little bit numbers already, uh, uh, 576 hunt entries on the weekend, but let's talk about the show a little bit before we, we get into our individual interviews with some of the folks. Uh, a pretty good turnout for the show again. You know, they turned it into a two-day show a couple years back, and Daniel Champ will talk about that later in this episode. But they had 113 show entries on Friday. That's counting the licensed portion and the non-licensed portions, like the duels and the pairs. 
uh, 119 in Saturday. And then in the youth show Saturday evening, they had another 52 for a total of 284 entries for the show for the weekend. And I think they were very happy and very pleased with that. You know, and they also had that the kids show, the youth show, a licensed show after the regular shows on, on Saturday. And I think they're very pleased with it. And that's, that, that's a really become a really good show there at the Grand American for sure. Right. And, uh, hey, the hunt probably went off smoother this year than, than any time that I've been there. Uh, just as far we have new programs in place and uh, we kind of threw a new program on them in the past few years from different from the way they used to do it as far as pre-drawing and confirming entries and doing that type of thing I think they really got a grasp on it right now Um, Friday was as smooth as could be Saturday there was a lot of walk around traffic and I think it kind of affected the internet service in there we could not I could not get the the internet on my computer to work at all I fought with it for over an hour and uh, finally, I just had to break down and tell, tell David and the Grand American folks, hey, sorry, but we're going to have to go the old school way and we're going to have to fill out entry slips. Yeah. And, hey, them, the hunters, nobody nobody batted an eye at it. You know, they, they took it in stride and, man, it was a major success. Yeah, really. And, you know, the way their system, the, their format, their system that they use for taking entries, confirming entries and giving them their cast numbers right away, they are also, the entry takers, they're also getting very uh, better at it. I thought this year they did a bang up job. Just the way it just flowed, you know, the, the walk-up entries, they have to come back to get their cast numbers. The way they had it set up, those uh, ladies did an outstanding job at getting, moving that line. And that line was long, too, but they, they moved them through pretty quickly. So kudos to uh, all those involved with that. They're doing a great job. Absolutely. It's it, that event, uh, more than any other I go to, is a testament to a bunch of different moving parts. And everybody knows their role, and they stay kind of in their lane or expertise, and they get their job done. And that makes for a successful right. event in the end. And and during that time, I think one o'clock was the trend contest. Did you have? That's always a big deal at Grand American. Did you have a chance to see it at all? I not on Friday. I did not Saturday. I went out there, and I forgot how huge that crowd is. That has has to be the biggest crowd that you will see at any trend contest. There's probably 500 people watching it. Yeah, uh, at least I don't know. At least 300, I would say. Yeah. You, you just don't see a big crowd like that around trend contests like you do there at the Grand American. But it's a big deal. Yeah. The any the only one that might come close to that is Saluda Coon Dog Days. That was always a big thing there for that. But wow, I saw it. I went out there on Saturday and it's just I didn't even get up close. I thought, okay, I'm not gonna <laughs> it's like a it's like a rock concert. <laughs> <laughs> you got it around there, huh? Yeah. It's kinda interesting. I you know, I didn't uh, know who the winners were until after the event. You know, we're on our way back, traveling back. Fielder's and- dog won one day, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. 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 Steve Fielder. I did talk to him in the uh, vendor barn one evening before we left out and uh and he was he was pretty proud of old Bear Pen Bear Pen Fever, who was oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the high scoring mailer on not, uh Friday night looked like with 68 barks in 30 seconds. That's yeah. clicking it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one thing I didn't realize, uh, there's a female, Boggy Bottom Hotshot Hillary is this female's name. She's a little tree and walker. She's owned by a man named Glenn Arrington in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And she won both days. Uh, she had 73 barks in 30 seconds on Friday and 74 barks in 30 seconds on Saturday. This is her sixth year in a row that she's won the train contest yeah, at, at yeah, Grand that, American. That's pretty impressive for a dog to come back year after year after year and, and rack them off like that. <laughs> She's clicking them off. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, man, we got a, we got a whole lot of good interviews to talk about here today. Um, we, we got, I think we got nine good quality interviews with a bunch of people in different, uh, segments of the event of Grand American. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. Uh, our first interview is actually going to be with Chris Hardley, who, who won the, uh, the, the overall night hunt champion. He's, he's him with this dog, hard Lux, loudmouth, big Lee. 
But before we get into that, we may talk about the hunt a little bit more specifically and then, and then bring in his interview. Um, we talked already about entry numbers on Friday. They hunted 303 dogs. Uh, this year they did a little something different with their top 20 payout, which is a great thing they did. They increased their entry fee, and then they made the payout uh, a percentage of that entry fee. And actually the whole top 20 got $303 a piece just for making the top 20 this yeah, year. Yeah, and there was a lot of guys that were not even aware of that that got that money uh, the next morning after they won. that They were in the top 20. They're in line to get their pictures taken. We're not aware they were getting that, and we're very pleased with that. And that's just a good deal. Same yeah. thing on Saturday night, top 20. Yeah, top 20 yeah. got 273 each yeah. on Saturday night as well. And honestly, the cutoffs to get into each, not very bad. I mean, right. even without how good the weather was and how uh, how we expected the Cove movement, yeah. Cove movement to be pretty well, 350 was a cutoff on Friday to get in the top 20, 325 on Saturday, pretty respectable scores. A couple yeah. coons got you in. Mm -hmm. I know Friday they had 78 total casts. I'm not sure what they ended up with on Saturday, but yeah, Friday was 78. So yeah, to get in there with uh, with with that cutoff, that's that's good. Uh, I rolled back into the fairgrounds about two fifteen a.m. on uh, on early Sunday morning, late Saturday night, however you want to look at it, and uh, I was ready to to see who was who was uh, going to be the in the final cast, who wasn't get to watch in action this year, and uh, they I take their they had, double cast winners at the double cast winners after two nights. Yeah, I think when I got there, they had about sixteen or seventeen double cast winners. I think they probably ended with like eighteen or nineteen, mm -hmm. so just shy of twenty double cast winners for the weekend, and the four highest uh, double cast winners were. Uh, Grand Knight champion Hard Luck's big, a loudmouth Big Lee. He's a five-year-old English male owned by Chris Harley in Orangeburg, South Carolina. There was Hickory Groves Mako, a six-year-old tree and walker male owned by Ashley Rankin Jr. of Saluda, South Carolina. Knight champion PR Mojo's Little Easy, a tree and walker female, four-year-old owned by Robert Crosby Jr. of Bamberg, South Carolina. And champion PR Bird's Big Time Jackpot. A two-year-old tree and walker male owned by Charlie Bird and Evan White of Patrick, South Carolina. That kind of filled out our our final cast there at the end when it was all said and done. And we had an we had an all right hunt, just about what you'd expect at four o'clock in the morning on a full moon night in in South Carolina after we've been after dogs have been run for four hours, you know, four or five hours the past couple nights. Um, they treat a couple coons. Uh, did you get wet? I got a little wet. Yeah, it never got above my boots, so I was surprised. I didn't feel it, but I guess maybe the waiter, the waiter has a stitch out or what? I don't know. But I pulled off my my waiters, and my jeans were soaking wet, and it was thirty <laughs> degrees. So I figured out pretty quick that I was wet. But uh, it was a it was a fun hunt. Everybody got along, and that's the main thing. There was nobody, you know. Obviously, uh, at the end, and me and uh, Harley will talk about it in this interview. But at the end. There was a couple uh, bad breaks for some of them. A couple slick trees towards the end uh, pulled up a little short, and and that left Big Lee. He didn't make the mistake, and he treed the coon, and uh, he had a couple breaks on his side, and he ended up winning the whole thing. And that's what it takes in these major events. We talk about that all the time. Yep, and that guy was he was super excited too, and and a, and, a, and a good guy. And I've heard a lot of good about his hound as well. Yeah, yeah. So just uh, just before we get into it, in fourth place overall. Ended up being Mojo's Little Easy. Robert Crosby Jr. ended 350 minus on that final cast. Uh, third place, History Groves Mako, 50 minus, owned by Ashley Rankin Jr., came in third. Second place with 25 plus was Bird's Big Time Jackpot with Evan White hunting the dog. And then our winner right here in this interview, Mr. Chris Harley, hunting Grand Knight Champion Hard, Hard Luck's Loudmouth Big Lee. So here's Chris. All right, y'all. It's Sunday morning here in Orangeburg, South Carolina, 7.07 a.m. We just got done with the final cast, got awards pictures taken. 
and I'm sitting here with the big winner from the weekend, Mr. Chris Chris Harley. How you doing, Chris? Hey, how you doing today, Trevor? Yeah, today, good. Today, this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what day it is now? It's been a long weekend, hasn't it? Yes, sir, it has. It all kind of worked out, though, in the end, didn't it? Yes, sir, it sure did. Hey, we, we've talked in the past about this. I know you judged this event last year. This is a kind of event here close to your home, uh, not far away. You've had uh, week, uh, days in the past where you had big scores and, yes. and, and were right there on the cusp of making it to the Final Four, and it seemed like something uh, – there was always something that kept you out uh, that changed this year. Can you, t- can you walk us through uh, the, weeks, the weekend's hunt starting Friday and then maybe going into Saturday? Yes, sir. Friday, Friday night. Yeah, um, we we had a big night. Friday night, we scored on six coon. Friday night, and uh, he was under every one of them by himself. So, um, we topped the score charts at twelve seventy five plus. So we had a good night. Friday night, um, Saturday night, which is set the second night, we uh. <laughs> He we we had a little rough start there and and we got in a hole a little bit on a on a questionable circle slick type deal and uh, I I minus this tree and then we we treed two coons right out the bat after that and um, then we ended up treeing one more so I finished the night with four fifty and then tonight you know in in the final four he he treed one by himself and then and then I had one after the hunt was over but yeah we'll um, we'll get to the final cast in no. a second but but. Uh, uh, walk us through a little bit of, of your past experiences here, and and how long have you been hunting in this event? First off, what's your what's your past with this event? So I I probably been coming out here my whole life. Um, my my most memorable moments were um back in the <clears throat> late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I, I it was the first time I'd ever hunted this event as a as a young child, twelve thirteen years old, and um you know, riding as a spectator and, and he got his picture took on a Friday or Saturday night. And, you know, we were in the magazine and yeah. it, it was black and white, but you know, that was a, I still have that magazine at my house. Absolutely. Old bloodlines, <clears throat> American Cooner at the time. But, um, you know, it, it's always been a special event. A good friend of mine you know, won it in 2002. And, um, it, it's, it's, it's just been a dream of mine to win this hunt. It, it's a, it's a hometown hunt for me. It, it's a huge event it, and it's, it's right here in my backyard and, um, it's just hard to put into words it, sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's just a, a great feeling. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Well, before we get into the, to the, the final cast and how it paid, uh, played out, can you tell us a little bit about Big Lee, maybe how old he is and uh, maybe a little bit about his bloodline and how you came to, came about him? Yeah, Big Lee's five years old. I got him when he was sixteen months old. <clears throat> he, uh, we we've done a lot of uh, hunting with him, and he's he's been all over the country. He's he's um, English breed leader in PKC. I've won some, uh, you know, obviously here the last three years I've won some good UKC hunts. But um, he's had a loudmouth JR, and a female on his bottom side actually goes back to the dog that I referred to earlier that I got my picture taken with in the Grand American when I was 12. Yeah. Wow. So um, if you chase his bottom side lineage back, he goes back to some local coon dogs from from years and years ago. So I actually have my uh, uh, picture at my house with it. I was 14 with his uh, one of his grandsires. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It seems like not too long ago, Clayton Stark, when uh, he, he does uh, some stuff, collaboration right. with us in the media side and with us but he also has his own stuff and on his ukc or sorry on his uh youtube 
yep. uh, channel. You guys, he did a feature on Big Lee just recently, right? Yes, sir, we did. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Anybody listening to this, make sure you go to Clayton Stark's YouTube page and you kind of see Big Lee in action, hear you talk about him a little bit and, and uh, go in-depth on him a little bit and, and see him in action. Uh, kind of uh, those That kind of speaks louder than words if you go and see see what he can do in the woods. But uh, yeah. hey, walk us through this final cast. Uh, we you got a good a good cast of dogs. I'm sure you're familiar with these guys. I think all of them were uh, South Carolina guys. Is that right? I'm I'm not 100 percent sure. Did you know all of them or no? I, I don't recall. I believe I don't recall all of the four of them. But I know I know one of them was a local a yeah. local guy from my club. Yeah. So in the final cast, we struck in for third. Um, the dogs got deep pretty quick, and they got in there and um. It made a lot of noise, you know, like they were all about treeing and, and I treat him in for third. I, he usually don't ever treat for other dogs, but I, I you know, if he, if he was there, I had needed to be on the scorecard. So, um, <clears throat> he was further in when we got in there. And, um, so he, I treat him with the other dogs. So I drew a minus, but he recovered. He treat, he got over by himself. He treated coon. We got over to him and, um, which you, you saw he was in a, actually in a den tree and we were able to get him to come out yeah so that was i mean uh, talk about stars aligning for us yeah. so um that that was a a big a big player in and getting that coon to come out that hole so um and then i recut him and he got off and I, I got him struck in other dogs made some trees and uh time ran out he got treat after the hunt again he had a coon but um, that one coon was able to do it for me. He reco he recovered from, from the first tree. Yeah. You know, I, so it's about what you'd expect from a, from a big full moon night, four o'clock in the morning after these places have been run hard. These dogs have been hunted hard all weekend. And, uh, and what it came down to is who, who could tree a coon and, and not make as many mistakes. And, and every, uh, each of the other dogs, you know, pulled some minus, uh, both of them treat a slick there or all three of the other dogs pulled a yes. slick at the end of the yep. cast and, uh, and big Lee kept his nose clean and, and was able to pull it out. Yeah. You know, the, the minus I did draw, you know, I told myself in later on in the cast when I was walking off to him by myself that I wasn't going to beat myself over it, you know, whether I made a mistake or he made a mistake, you know, he, he was in there, but when I got in there, he wasn't, I don't know, you know, he, I could hear him, but then I couldn't. So it, he, you know, they were a long ways away when we treat them in. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but you know, again, he, you're right. I mean, it, that final four is, is late. Coons have moved uh, early, you know, yep. they're not on the ground and, um, it, it, he stayed out of trouble. Well, he, he was able to recover and then, and then later on stayed out of trouble. So, That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even in an hour, if you can uh, treat yeah. a coon and, and not pull a slick or something like that, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, you've been hunting all weekend, two-hour hunts, and then you, you got that final four-hour hunt. So it's it's pretty. A little bit of different game plan going to that. Isn't yes, it, it is. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So hey, we, we get back here to the fairgrounds. We're getting ready to take pictures and everything, and, and you got a whole – you got a whole crowd of people out here. You want in this picture and can you want to talk a little bit about the people you had in the picture out here and what they mean to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, obviously my wife and my children are in with me and, uh, several good friends of mine. Uh, they, they always hunt with me and, you know, they hunt some big Lee pups and just real good friends. And then my cousin was there. He, he's, a um, a hunting partner. We hunted together back in years ago when I was referred to this same story. We, yeah. we, we've been coon hunting together our whole lives. 
And then uh, the the landowner that guided me this weekend, he was he was in the photo, and uh, my cousin and I actually hunted with him. He's one of the guys that won the Grand American back in two thousand two. Yeah, and he's the guy that owns the dog, yeah. uh, Royal Air and Lightning that that um, Lee's lineage goes back to. So just a, <clears throat> a lot of rich, <clears throat> a lot of rich history right there with with a couple of us that have been hunting dogs in this line for a long time, you know, landowner, guide, family, friends. And obviously we had reps here from, from the fairgrounds and, and our judges. Yeah. Uh, we had some good judges tonight too also. Yeah. So, and they always have good judges here. And, and matter of fact, you was the judge of the final cast last year, if I remember correctly. Last year. Right? Yes, sir. I, I believe was. we talked that night that you, you didn't mind judging, but you sure wish you was hunting instead. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That right. kind of came full circle, but, uh, man, I, I, I know it's early in the morning. You got your kids and family. They're pulled up out of bed. They're all fired up now. Oh, they're, 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 they're wide open now. <laughs> you ain't going to get no sleep today. I'm but telling you. It's gonna your be phone's tough. blowing up. You're going to have a hundred messages and, yeah. and calls before you get out of here. But Oh, yeah. Man, I'm glad we got a chance to sit down and, and kind of soak this up and, and get it on tape for everybody to hear on the podcast. And I just want to uh, congratulate you again on your big win this weekend at the Grand American. Well, thank you so much. That means so much to me, and uh, uh, it's an honor to be here. It's a, it was a, life, a lifelong dream of mine. Uh, couldn't have done it without my my loving wife and my and my family and my supportive my supportive group, my my mother and father, and um, the people here who put on the event, the landowners, the UKC. You know, everybody plays a part, and um, it's 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 just it's an honor. So. It's, it's really, I'm on cloud nine. Alan, we both had Dr. Pathfinder 2s now for a little while. What do you think about yours? I'm liking mine. One of the things I had the opportunity to now download a map of an area where I did not have service, and I've used it there, and it has worked flawlessly. I love it. Yeah, I love the crystal clear maps. I love that I never lose reception on my dog's collars anymore. Highly recommended by me as well. Dogtra Pathfinder 2, the official GPS collar partner of UKC. Like any major event, there's a, a lot of uh, folks that make up a, a good team. And the Grand American is certainly one of those. They have a lot of different players to make up their team. And Ashley Moss is one of those. She does a lot of the promotional end of it, their Facebook pages and this and that. And uh, for anybody that is uh, present at the uh, Grand American, uh, you can't miss Ashley. She is a go-getter, gets things done. And I had the good opportunity to sit down and, uh, and talk with her. Here's Ashley. Ashley, it's almost the end of the day on Saturday. How are you? Tired? Tired. tired. Very tired, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, man, we see you the last couple of years since you've been involved. We see you running around here, and it's it's very apparent that you have a big role at the Grand American, and there's uh, you do a lot of things to make uh, to make this event run. So tell us a little bit about what is your role, and how long have you been doing this? Um, this is my, I think, 14th year working in the hunt office part of it, um, I've been coming to the Grand American 23 years that I have not missed, but since I was a kid. Um, my dad got started working uh, with our coon club years and years ago, so working with parking and stuff. And then 
I walked into the hunt office one day and Mr. David was two finger typing the scores in. And I said, you know, next year, if you want somebody to do that, I'll do it for you. He was like, no, honey, take it over right now. And so then <laughs> my role has grown from there over the last almost 15 years. Yeah. So another part of it is the promotion end of it. You have a Facebook page and you do a great job with yeah. keeping up with that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about where folks can go to see some of that. You 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 promote the event there and you also have the results and all that yeah. stuff, right? So I started um, last year. We have, it's the official Grand American Facebook page and that's what it's titled. Um, and you can join there um, to see I start usually six months or so before and I start like posting little updates once a month. And then when it gets closer, I really start pushing it, push out the schedule of events and stuff like that. Um, of course, we have the ad that goes out, you know, and UKC puts the ad up too. But the the Facebook page has really grown. We started for maybe the first little bit last year, had 600 members. And then after this weekend, as of today, we're almost to 3,500. So it's really grown quickly in the last year, but you can definitely go check it out there. And we post everything. You're welcome to post, you know, other hunt events, you know, try to generate stuff for your club. But then we do post the results there, pictures, stuff for sale on the grounds. And I try to keep as up to date with people's questions as I can over yeah. the weekend. Yeah, so you do that, you know, obviously that's, so you do a lot of that from home or whatever, but what does your weekend at the Grand American look like? So we get here on Thursday morning, uh, everybody meets that works here for breakfast, and then when we get here, we're all delegated little tasks, whether it's parking, vendors, I kind of do a little bit of everything, wherever somebody needs help, I jump in and do stuff. But on Thursday, um, once everything's set up, usually my husband and I also stay and do security Thursday night. So I have not left this place since I pulled in here Thursday morning. Oh, wow. We kind of wow. camp out and our kids help. But then on Friday, it's full work mode. We get here again. Everybody's delegated. I'm in the hunt office printing off forms, doing stuff that they need for me. And then we do, I help with the confirmation with the cast. And then I do the scores in the evening as they come in. The master hounds look at it, and then I enter it all in to make it easier for everybody. I help with the pictures, trophies. We do all of it. Oh, well, that's what I said. You do a whole <laughs> lot of it. I can, and it's easy. It's apparent to see that, and 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 we really appreciate it. You know, we kind of sit for some of us. Uh, we get to kind of sit back a little bit, but I think we also have a good idea of what it takes to put on a major event like this. Oh, so, yeah. so you notice the people and the workaholics, and you're certainly one of those. People always tell, like even today, people are like, thank you, you do so much. And I always tell them, I'm a very small piece in a very big puzzle. I'm glad you appreciate me, but there's a whole lot of other people that do just as much, if not more than I do. Well, you do a great job with it. What is it that you like about the Grand American the most? The most is just the people. Like I get to see people that I only see a couple times a year at other events because either we're separated by distance. I mean, some of them are from states away, like Danielle with the show. I mean, she comes down from Virginia. Are you guys? I love you and Trevor, and you guys come from Michigan. So I only see you guys once a year. So yeah. that's literally the fellowship and the friendships and stuff that you build is my favorite part of it. Plus, I love coon hunting. I love promoting it. I love it. I do it by myself. It's not because my husband does it. I mean, it's it's something that I love. So those are my two favorite, just, just the friendships that this sport brings together. Yeah, well, hey, I don't want to take up a whole lot of your time. I know it's getting late and I know you want to relax a little bit. And I'm sure you've still got some work to be done oh, here yeah. this evening, but uh, thanks for stopping by. But I'll give you the floor here just to wrap wrap this up. No, oh, just everybody keep supporting the Grand American. Help us grow it. Everybody come out next year, always the first weekend in January. And we appreciate the hunters. We appreciate our vendors. We appreciate everybody. And have a good year. Yeah, this next interview is going to be with Miss Danielle Champ, who kind of heads up the, uh, the Ben Show portion of the Grand American. She's been doing that for a few years now. And in this interview, we talk about 
some of the things she's changed, some things she has on taps, and just what it takes to put on a successful bench show. So here's Danielle. All right, guys, I'm sitting here with Danielle Champ. It's Saturday at Grand American, about halfway through the show over there, probably. Uh, I know you, what, what, is, your, what is your uh, job title here for the Grand American? Um, I'm the bench show coordinator. Yeah. And uh, how long have you been doing that now? I think it makes me right at five, four or five years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I know just recently, probably in the past few years, right, it's when you guys decided to go to two two shows rather than just one show over two days. Has yeah. that been in the past few years? Last year was our first year wow. doing it. Yeah. And that's kind of been a pretty big hit so far, it seems like. Yeah. I'd like to see it, you know, continue to grow. But yeah, it's been almost double the entries since we started per day since we started doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, being down here on the coastline, it's probably not easy for a lot of people to get down here and travel, especially the first weekend of the year. But I think uh, your guys' idea of having ample opportunities to compete, you know, more than once. And then also there's the kids show when you guys have a variety of different things that probably all goes goes into doing that. Has the youth show been a part of it always or is that something that you added to? No, I didn't add it. It's been it's probably been seven, maybe eight years since they started doing that. Yeah. So this year, how's the, how's the show been going this year? Uh, talk about a little bit about, obviously Saturday's show is not over, but talk a little bit about Friday's show, who judged it, kind of entries you had, and just how the show went, I guess. Yeah, um, Corey, Corey Hall judged it uh, yesterday from Michigan. We had um, 115 entries. It was, he did a really, really good job. I was really impressed with him. And then today's Misty Henson. She's from... South Carolina, I believe, North or South Carolina, and we had 119 entries. Yeah, is that just for the uh, adult portion of the show? Is that counting the kids' show as well? That's no, that's just for the adult portion. The kids, we had 52 entries. Yeah, a couple of long days for you guys. I know last year we were all done, wrapped up, packed up over here in the in the hunt building on Saturday afternoon, and we went over there, and and you guys were still trucking away. So it's kind of a long one today for sure. With with the, you guys have unlicensed pairs and duels, and then you got the the licensed portion of the the normal show, and then you got the kids show after. So I guess you're expecting to be here well into the evening, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't get home till really late. Yeah. Hey, one of the things I've got a lot of questions about uh, this weekend from people is about how you guys award the overall Grand American Bench Show Champion. Can you tell us a little bit about that process? Yeah. So we just your six category winners from each day get to come back and compete for overall. We do it on a panel. The overall is judged by a panel, and it's Friday's judge, Saturday's judge, and then someone else that, you know, myself or the board picks. Um, hopefully, you know, we have someone in mind today that we'll use, and uh, then they do it on a – they don't talk at all. They just do it on a paper and yeah, rate them. Kind of a scoring scale. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of have an idea of who you're picking today. You probably could have did a little bit better than what you picked today for the third. But <laughs> no, it's, it sounds like Alan Alan Gingrich is doing it, so he'll of course be good. He he's he's good at that kind of stuff. But hey, let's talk about you a little bit. You know, outside of being part of the Grand American, you're also a big part of uh, of the Tree and Walker Association. Uh, you have wear a lot of different hats across, and and uh, been been show judging quite a bit lately. I know last year you uh, judged probably one of your first. Uh, of the major events, right? Yeah. Uh, one of our the ones that we put on uh, at the Winter Classic last year. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, that was that was a big <laughs> a big judging assignment, and it was it was super fun. Got a lot of see a real a lot of really nice dogs. Yeah. Um, that's see, I've been doing it. 
I've been showing for 16 years. I couldn't even tell you when I got my license. It's yeah. been a long time ago, but um, finally, you know, got the opportunity. Like I told you the other day, you, you always want the dream to, as a judge, to get to judge the big events. And and I was super excited and, and blessed and humbled and, you yeah. know, to have the opportunity to get to do it. Yeah. So 2022, you judge Winter Classic. You are a Saturday judge, so that means you... You judged on the Friday, on the top ten panel on Friday night, yeah. and then you judged champions, grands, and picked the overall winner at the Winter Classic this past year. And uh, when Alan and I met earlier this year, or sorry, late in 2022, about who we wanted to assign or, or asked if they were interested in judging the major events this year, your name was uh, at the top of the discussions. Um, just from all the feedback we got from from Winter Classic, seems like everybody liked and appreciated how you judged. You gave every dog a fair look. And all that stuff. So, uh, so I guess we we've already announced it on the podcast, but you accepted a judging assignment for Autumn Oaks this year. Yeah, I don't not sure exactly what you're going to be judging there, but obviously you'll be judging both days. So, uh, kind of talk a little bit about that. That's probably one of the two top judging assignments of the year, I would say, right? Yeah, that's that's like I told you. That's my <laughs> that's been my dream since I decided to become a bench show judge. But, um, I'm so excited to do it. I got to get some comfy shoes. You know, to wear. Yeah. Two days. But, oh, long days. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited. I can't wait to get my hands on some dogs. Um, I hope I hope a lot of people come out and give me the opportunity to let me look at their dogs and um I'm I'm so excited. I got it planned already, you know. You just and I'm super excited to judge alongside Eric. I think he's a great addition yeah. as well. Yeah. Hey, I think I speak for everybody that we sure appreciate all the work you put in on, on the state level, on the local level, on the, on the breed association level, major events like this, judging at major events. So I appreciate you sitting down with me talking a little bit about it. And uh, I appreciate it. I hope the rest of the show goes good over Thank there. Thank you. I appreciate it. This next interview is with Miss Kelly Myers from New Florence, Pennsylvania. Uh, she was the big winner in the bench show for the weekend with her hound, Champion Gilman's Good Time Blues. He's a two-year-old male, black and tan. She won champion uh, male both days with him and uh, ended up bringing home the overall in the finals. So uh, here's your interview with Kelly. Well, I'm sitting here with the big winner from today's bench show from the weekend, Kelly Myers. Kelly, how you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Yeah, you guys just wrapped up the bench show just shortly ago, and you and uh, black and tan Gilman's Good Time Blues brought home the overall Grand American champion. Yeah, actually, this is our first show out together, so... Um... We've had them since August. We got them from David and Misty, um, Misty Arrington and David Gilman in Illinois. And uh, like I said, we got him in August from them. And this is our first show together. So I think we're so far a pretty good team. <laughs> yeah. R right offhand, do you know what, it, what his lineage is, what he's out of? Yeah. So um, his sire is um, Good Time Charlie. He goes back to the two-time National Grand, uh, Sonny. Mm -hmm. Um and then on his bottom side, um, his dam is actually goes back to um, some of Terry Dolbear, some of her line. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he's spread pretty good. Yeah, he's got it yeah. in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I know your husband, Dave, is kind of synonymous with the black and tan breed always has him and Doc Holiday had a good run here the past past half decade or more. Uh, but usually we see you uh, handling uh, tricolor uh, walker dogs, right? What's uh, what's happening? Are you, is he starting to convert yeah, you a little bit or what? I think so. Yeah, we have, um, you know, we, I feel like, you know, the walkers, um, you know, it's a tough breed for sure. So I just kind of wanted to try something different this weekend. I mean, I still have my walker, definitely bringing her to Winter Classic. Um, but it was just kind of fun to concentrate on a different breed this this weekend. Yeah. And 
I mean, we were super successful and, you know, we're just looking forward to maybe kind of trying to concentrate on that breed a little bit more than the walkers. So, um, but we had a great time with them this weekend for sure. So doesn't sound like you're hundred percent convinced <laughs> right? on giving up on them just yet, but no, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so grand American, tell me, have, have you shown here quite a bit in the past? Is this one you usually try to hit? Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite events. Like it's the first one of the year. Um, I, we've pretty much come every single year. Um, probably since I've been here every year, probably since like 2011, 2010. Um, Dave did judge it one year, a couple years ago. So we didn't show, um, we didn't make it last year. I think the weather played a part into that. I think we were getting like some kind of storm. And then actually this year we didn't plan on coming because, um, you know, if we go to winter classic, that's a pretty long drive for us. So usually, you know, what we just kind of decided was if we're going to go to winter classic, we weren't going to go to grand American, but um, you know, blue kind of changed our minds cause he's been looking really good at home. And I said, you know, the weather's supposed to be pretty decent. Why don't we try to, you know, make a trip down there? And, um, obviously it paid off for us. Yeah, man. Speaking of the weekend, it's just been an absolutely, absolutely beautiful weekend. We've, I think yeah. we've both been down here when it's been less than ideal. Yeah. So most this of the weekend's time. kind of an outlier. <laughs> it's beautiful. It really has been really nice. Like usually it's either raining, windy, but even the mud has kind of been, uh, you know, on the low end, which is usually not the case here for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. absolutely. So, so you're starting to push this hound now. Is that, is your plan to push him pretty hard this year? Now that you got this in your back pocket, you've racked up quite a few points in uh, different year, year long points races. I right. Guess. Yeah. It, that definitely makes you think, you know, because I mean, double category winner this weekend, um, that's really good. And he's, uh, you know, got a lot of top 10 points already, which is really good for this year so far. So, I don't know. It definitely has our wheels turning, you know, whether or not we'll, I mean, he's definitely, we're going to be shown at winter classic if, when we go, you know, make sure we go to that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. He, I'm kind of excited about him for sure. He really, really exceeded my expectations this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Hey, it's been good. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you coming here and sitting down with me a little bit. I know it's a little nervous for the first time, but yeah. <laughs> Hey, you did really good. We have to have you on again, but, uh, uh, yeah, I just want to congratulate you guys on the big win. Appreciate you guys always being supportive of the events. And uh, and I want to wish you guys luck moving forward. All right. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. My very first interview this year at the Grand American was a young man who I know he and his sister do listen to our podcast. We've, we've dropped their names a couple times. Jacob Brooks from Pounding Mill, Virginia. Uh, he was there with his sister and his mom showing dogs. And uh, I just got the system set up, and I thought, man, there's Jacob right there. I think he's a good one to start us off with and test the system. So, and as it turned out, he ends up winning the youth show uh, with a little dog, a little English dog named uh, Will's Mountain Dusty Roads. It's a three-year-old that he showed, and this dog is off a uh, 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 Will's Mountain uh, Bullberry, a dog that I remember has done a lot of winning at major events. And then uh, the same with the dam, Melrose Mountain Hint of Jasmine. So this dog's bred up to, uh, uh, to, to win and, and to have good confirmation and everything. So it just turned out uh, uh, I had a chance to t- sit down with Jacob. So here he is. And at this time, we, uh, this was before the win. Uh, but here's our conversation with Jacob Brooks. Well, good morning, Jacob. How morning. are you? All right, you? Good, 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 good. We're here at the Grand American on Saturday morning. I'm here with Jacob Brooks. Uh, from Virginia. Jacob, how old are you? 15. 15. Yes, sir. So how long have you been coming to the Grand American? For about five years now, I'll say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. uh, It's always a good time. First major event of the year. Yeah. Uh, so how long have you been showing dogs? Uh, period. How long have you been showing dogs? No, I've been showing probably since I start walking. I remember I got my 
Hirsch Walker puppy here. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's we everybody knows your mom and dad, yeah. Eric and Leslie Brooks, and the hunting hunting and showing walkers. Mm-hmm. Your dad hunts a lot, and uh, <laughs> actually, he's judging. He's judge shows for us. Does yeah. a bunch of judging, as does your mom. But walkers. But here lately. You have got, uh, you've kind of stepped aside a little bit. Tell us yeah. about this dog that you now have, and uh, tell us a little bit about her. Well, Bobby Sue, she's English female. I've, Mike Seats actually gave her to me before his Bobby Lou female died. I've kept her. I've done everything with her. She's like my best friend. I do everything I can with her, taught her a lot of stuff. She's probably my favorite dog right now I've have the show right now. Yeah, well, I've seen, yesterday I went yeah. out to the show on Friday, and I watched you show in your class. and. Uh, yeah. You can tell you you guys are mm-hmm. you're 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 clicked together. You're yep. you're uh, you can tell that you have a good connection with your dog mm-hmm. there. But uh, what is it that you like best about Bobby Sue? Uh, her just temperament and her will to go do it. She she just wants to please you in which way she can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's, here's your time to brag about some of the bigger wins that you got yeah. with her. Well, I've won opposite sex National Grand Autumn Oaks, and I won Queen of Show to English Days and the Vicky Hill Memorial there. Oh, that's right. that's got to be so sweet. It is, it? and you got her as a puppy, right? Got her as a puppy, yeah. So, geez, yeah, that's just mm-hmm. that's just amazing. So, um, yesterday uh, you showed in the show. How did you do yesterday? Did you have any luck yesterday with her? Uh, I won Grand English female with her yesterday. Oh yeah, good, yeah. good deal. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So this morning, this is still early. This is about uh, probably nine thirty right now. So the show is going to start here in another half hour or so. So what mm-hmm. what do you got? They have an adult show today, and yep. then they also have a a youth show, right? Yes, sir. So that's going to start here at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock. So what are you going to show in both uh, in both shows? Yes, sir. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little. What do you know about the youth show that they have here? What What's that about here? It's all they love to get the kids involved. They usually, it's probably one of the best youth shows, aside from the nationals and stuff like that. Those are probably the best two youth shows. They always try to put on something good for the kids to walk away with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is your dad here as well? Today? He's not. He's not here? No. Okay, I saw your mom earlier yeah. this morning. But, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day oh, today. Yeah. And, uh so what is it about the uh, what is it about this event that you like the most? The most it's first the end of the year, so you got a lot of people coming out to get started, just meeting up with everybody after the new year and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. it's probably uh, for a major event. It's probably yeah. not that far from you guys. A lot yeah. of the events that you go to are mm-hmm. uh, like Autumn Oaks, and some of those yeah. are a lot further. Oh than yeah, this they one. are. Yeah. yeah. So what else do you do? Uh, uh, with your dogs outside of just showing them, do you hunt? Do you hunt Bobby Sue? Yeah, I do. do I take her hunting. Yep. Yeah. So how often do you get to hunt? It's just about depends on Dad's work schedule. Most of them get to go. Yeah, you can't yeah. drive yet. No. What? Another year? You got another year to go before yeah. you get your license. Yeah, hold that learns for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so you do hunt? Have you hunted? Competed in a night hunt before at all or not? Uh, not with Bobby Sue. I have not, but yeah. I've with other dogs. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you hunt Bobby Sue as well or no? I tell you, like. Uh, just hunting regularly, not yeah. trying competition. Yeah, so you don't really hunting. have plans to competition hunter much. No, she, yeah. she uh, not really interested in the tree and part. Loves yeah. the track though. Yeah, that's yeah. her favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, maybe maybe uh, some of my best dogs didn't start. Uh, wouldn't tree very early yeah. either. So you never know. Maybe we keep taking them. Yeah. So uh, so you got today to show here yet. What are <laughs> what uh, what other plans do you have coming down the road as far as other events you plan to take her to? You kind of set a yeah. schedule. You kind of have a yeah, a, a plan ahead of yeah. What yeah. so what's that look probably like? The next, if you can tell us, oh, I can. Yeah, the, probably the next one she'll go to is probably the Winter Classic where she's in the top ten and stuff. We'll take her down there, let her show in that one, and probably just do a couple like the state shows and youth events here and there, and just 
I can't do the automobiles of the world this year. So yeah, I know your yeah. dad's gonna judge there, so yeah. that kind of takes you out of yeah, it. It takes yeah. you out of that. It's probably these yeah. prior two biggest one. Of course, we go to English days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good deal. Well, I won't hold you up, uh, Jacob, any longer. I know you want to get over to the show ring, get uh, get uh, get everything going there. But yeah. thank you for stopping in this morning. Enjoy your time here at the Grand America. Thank you for having me. You too. Yeah, real quick, I just want to say congratulations to Jacob and everyone who who did good in the in the bench show this weekend. Not easy to win anything at at a bench show of this magnitude. So whether you brought home a class win, a breed win, or an overall win, congratulations to you. I look forward to seeing the pictures come out in the Coonhound Bloodlines and and all over the web all over the website. So uh, congratulations to everyone. Hey, Trevor, how about those wait times in the registration queue these days? Uh, that department done an awesome job cutting down on call queue wait times, shortening the length of time between emails, and the chat feature is still a short, valuable option. And those those times have went down to nothing. Uh, these days, uh, there is hardly any wait time at all. Right. And you're able to get a hold of those departments from 8.30 a.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time now, Monday through Friday. Uh, shifting the focus a little bit more to the hunt here. I had a chance uh, late Saturday evening uh, after Cass had been called out to sit down with Mr. John Sapier and Dale Weatherford. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they've been the master of hounds for the Grand American ever since I started going back in 2020. Uh, they probably have the most thankless job of the weekend in there, uh, putting together these casts and making difficult decisions when questions come in. Uh, and we talked about that a little bit right here with Dale and John. Enjoy this interview. Hey guys, this is Trevor here back Saturday evening at the Grand American, and I'm joined by the, the two guys of the hour, the event officials for the weekend, uh, Master of Hounds, Dale Weatherford and John Sapier. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Doing good. Yeah. It's kind of a long weekend for you guys, but it's it's winding down a little bit now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's getting, getting near daylight Sunday morning. Yep. <laughs> so, hey, uh, start, Dale, I'll start with you. How long have you been affiliated with the Grand American? Coming to it or just period? How long have you been been coming uh, to the Grand American, I guess? Well, I am 57, so probably since a teenager. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And how long have you been uh, been affiliated with it in official capacity, uh, either being an event official or in other capacities, I guess? I would say since being in the 1980s. Yeah. And you've been the Master of Hounds for it that long? Or? Mm, no, no. Um, I would say, um, how many years? When David, yeah. Yeah. He said maybe. About 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And John, what about you? You've been coming to this thing for a while too? Yes. I grew up not far from here and, um, my uncle that hunted in the event and we came to the event when it was back in the early seventies, mid late seventies. And, um, Moved away to the upstate of South Carolina and then came back and participated in the bench show competition and handled my dogs in the hunt. And as recently as like six years ago, I was asked to fill in for one of the guys doing the announcing for the bench show. And then from that, I started with um, working with Dale and David and the guys doing the master hounds for the event Yeah, so about five to six years ago. Yeah. So, so you guys kind of tag team the weekend, right? Somebody's lead man one night and the other one's yeah. lead man the other night? Yes. What do you guys draw straws on that or what? <laughs> we just, one of us take it one night and one, yeah. we just decide. Yeah. Hey, you know, one, one, one unique thing about the uh, Grand American is always the first weekend of the year. And in years like this, that's a rule change year. 
Uh, it's always the kickoff point for the rules. And, uh, and everybody said, oh, goodness, it's going to be kind of a rough weekend. But I know I was here in 2020 in that rule change year. We had quite a few rule changes that year and was really worried about uh, how that was going to turn out. And then, again, this year we had five or six running rule changes. And, uh, you know, people talk about uh, having a lot of questions come back. Is that is that the case or is that kind of a misconception? We had a uh, few people ask questions, but really uh, we didn't have many problems at all with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe we actually had no maybe less than half the questions that we entertained were related to the new rules. Most of the guys kind of picked up on that. Yeah. Some of them were old, just general rules that they've not been familiar with applying. And so, it you know, the new rules last night seemed to be not a problem for the guys out in the woods. There's, you know, I think a little bit of reading the scorecard cleared up a lot of their own questions. Yeah. And I guess probably the main thing, I think any event official – I uh, can probably attest to this is that uh, picking quality judges is probably the main thing. And yeah. one thing that we see so often in the Great American, people sticking around to the end of the cast can make a huge difference in having uh, having a, a successful successful hunt. You guys agree with that? Yes. Yes, that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. So, uh, so I've worked with you guys there in the back room a couple of times, and you guys uh, have kind of a flawless system where you guys, you work together. It's not just a host club with satellite clubs where you send other clubs. You guys have a team of clubs in the area that work together, uh, getting guides together, you know, making sure there's quality places to go. Can either of you guys talk a little bit about that process and how that works? I believe the um, system gets refined a little bit every year. And um, even before I came along, they had made changes from what it used to be back in the day. And yeah. And it's cut down a lot of confusion in the prep time. And like I think David may have alluded to in some of his earlier comments he's made that you never stop planning for the next Grand American. Next yeah. year's planning started last night with some roundtable discussions at the table after the crowd yeah. was gone. And um, the club reps are really on top of their game with their local guys. Right. And they know who has better hunting. And with the weather down here, you don't know that flood waters, you know, rivers, you know, water rising and stuff like that you know, who's got the better land and they can adjust their guide base to satisfy safe hunting. Yeah. So, so really instead of, you know, this, this hub here in, in Orangeburg back there, you guys really aren't stressing about the guides as much as the, the surrounding clubs, 15 or 16 clubs. I think it is that work together, yes. getting the guides together. That's kind of what makes this, this event unique, right? It's the, right. It's the community of clubs around yeah. here. And you guys have, have been working with these clubs a lot over the years, so that uh, it's kind of a refined system, I think, in that way, and it's unique in that way. And uh, and yeah, you guys do an awesome job putting the event on. So uh, I guess uh, this this event means a lot to you guys. Can just in closing a little bit, can you talk take turns talking about maybe what this event means to you? Well, it, it's I've been been here since I was a kid, and it's just been. You know, every year a lot of people look forward to it, and they just um, it's just uh, it helps the county and um, the city and all to to bring in people, and you get to meet and see different people and talk to different people and from all over yeah. the state. It brings in a lot of different people, a lot of revenue for the place, but you get to meet a lot of new people here and see a lot of old friends. John, what, what, yeah. what, do, you, what do you have to say about the event? I would say, you know, with this happening the first weekend in January every year that a lot of people come off the Christmas season and this is like their second Christmas for a lot of the outdoors guys that are not just coon hunters, but guys that run rabbit dogs, fox dogs, whatever, and hog dogs. These guys are 
shopping when they come here and the fairgrounds had over a hundred vendors this weekend and everybody had plenty to choose from the the dealers that you know i think they had a great weekend and i believe you know the meeting of the old friends and some of the founders basically the guys that were here that started really in the early 60s and 70s that made the grand american in its infancy and created this big event it's a testament to those guys some of these old times are still around yep and it's it's gratifying to see the guys that are in their 80s and 90s still able to get out and enjoy it and you can go shake their hands because i remember when i was a kid like harris varner and charles harrelson those guys you know were always around and you didn't know them as a kid but now as adults you work with them and then now we're taking their you know taking their legacy and taking it on to the yeah. next century yeah hey i couldn't agree with you guys more it's the kicking off point for the the coonhound competition season starts the year off right everybody always looks forward to the grand american uh whether it's somebody in the south who's wants a shorter commute to a major event or you live up north and you just want to get away from the the cold for a couple of days and and we've had uh really great weather this week and i know that's not always the case and oftentimes it's not the case but this weekend's been the exception but Hey, a, a lot of people forget about event officials and master hounds at events like this, but they're kind of the key cog in, in making it work. Somebody's got to do it and then kind of an unheralded position. But I just want you guys to know that we sure appreciate you from UKC. And I know the hunters do as well. Uh, taking time out of your day, being here from early in the morning till early in the morning the next day. That is correct. So, man, I, uh, I sure appreciate you guys and I appreciate you sitting down with us. Thank you. Thanks. On Saturday afternoon, I was very pleasantly surprised by a fellow that walked up to our table there at the uh, the hunting ops table there in the headquarters building, Mr. Scotty Nup. Scotty is a, a young man that has been, he's kind of been out of the sport for a little bit, but he showed up there and is somebody I remember from the very first youth nationals I went to in Medina, Ohio. And uh, he, he'd come to youth nationals for, uh, you know, until he timed out. And he was from Virginia, and he's a young man that I always remembered. And he was just fun to be around. He kind of, he kind of tagged around me at all these uh, youth events or the youth nationals, especially, and and really got to know him. And I hadn't seen him in so many years, and it was so good to see him. He had his uh, his girlfriend with him, and I I got him in the podcast booth, and and we talked a little bit about some of the old days. And so here's Scotty. Well, here we are Saturday afternoon at the Grand American, and I met an older gentleman that used to be a young kid, used to be uh, very uh, involved in our youth programs. Mr. Scotty Nup, man, it is so good to see you. I think so, Alan. It's great to see you, too. It's been a long time. Yeah, uh, gosh, I couldn't believe it. I walked into the headquarters building, and boom, there's Scotty standing there. Yeah, it's it's hard to believe that it's, uh, it's been 10 years since I've last been here, and it's, yeah. uh, it's amazing how uh, fast time flies by. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know, what's really interesting, you just bring back these memories. In today's world, we have kids that started out in our youth program, and they now are having, their kids are coming to youth nationals, and their kids are, are participating. That is so cool to me. Yeah, it's really um, exciting to see that. And even people that, um, that was in the next news generation, when um, actually you started it and contacted us and seeing those same people um, showing dogs today yeah. and, um, and, and seeing those people compete at still today is pretty exciting. And, um, just seeing the, the future of our sport, um, coming together, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. So I know life changes, you know, and things change and, and, uh, and so what's been happening with you here in the last 10, 15 years? Yeah. Just, um, you know, working, um, I kind of got out, you know, probably uh, 15, 15 years ago. Um, you know, just cause you know, you need to get your, 
life together a little bit, you know, we, get, we do, do life things and work and, yeah. you know. You were uh, doing a little fishing at one time yeah, too. Yeah, doing a lot of catfishing. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Uh, that was my new hobby I got into. Uh, but now uh, I want to get back into coon hunting. I, uh, I miss it. I miss, uh, you know, seeing the, seeing the old faces and uh, meeting new faces. That's, yeah. that's, one, that's one great thing about this sport. Uh, you can meet new people, uh, and they can be a connection for a lifetime as well. Yeah. You know, the one thing I remember from you when, when I started first, my first year, Youth Nationals was in 2005, and I think you were there. That's when I first met you. And for some reason, uh, you, I always remembered you, and I'm not sure why. Yeah. I think you were very, uh, just very outgoing as a little kid, about 14, 15 years old. And, and, uh, I, I don't know. I just remember a lot of those kids at that age, you know, and it's yeah. just, uh, Good to see where you've uh, what you've grown into. But who's this uh, young lady that's with you here? Yeah, today? that's my girlfriend Jerica. Um, she's a big supporter. Hello. Um, yeah. Um. So, Scotty, actually, we kind of um, hit it off talking about coon hunting. He used to uh, talk to me, and we would kind of communicate back and forth. And then I said, "Well, my brother used to have a coon dog. Her name was Maybelline." And he said, "Wait a minute." You know about coon hunting, and <laughs> since then, Scotty fell in love. That was points right yeah. there. That was yeah, brownie points. I, we I want to go cool back later, right there. I want to go back real yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, uh, when when you met me, that yeah. was in Medina, Ohio. It was Medina, it sure at, was at the um, was. at the UKC Youth Nationals, yep. and uh, you know from that point on, I think that's when uh, Cole ran over uh, Joe Moore and and and, and Bridget Clary. Um, that's when we all, you know, that I felt like that is when we really took off. And we, you know, that's when we found our love for the hounds and yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah, me and Jerica, when she, we started talking about coon dogs, um, and she knew about it, a uh, beautiful thing like that, knew about coon hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, it, it, I had to go head over heels. Yeah, yeah, you know. So we were back in the Medina again this last year for the youth nationals. Very nice. First time since that. Very first that's time. Great. But remember, we had uh, they had a lake out there, a little pond out there. Yeah, we had uh, we had lifeguards out there, and I think we opened the pond up for you kids. to Swim oh, and that's awesome yeah that's the like future that. of our sport it's, it is it's but great you remember have. we had a band playing there on uh, uh the first night it had a dinner thing you know it sure did you remember had had a band playing out there you remember those young kids and yeah. their parents i think i sure did that was daniel patrick remember him i do he was like 10 years old i think and, his, and he sounded it, good he did he was a great banjo picker uh, and his little sister, but you should see them now. Have you ever kept up with any of them? I haven't, but oh, I would definitely YouTube is, them. Yeah, check him out. He is so good now. He's been playing in Nashville and playing with oh, the wow. big stars. He's a he's a big deal. That's yeah. awesome. I definitely check him out yeah. on the way back home. Yeah, and his sister, you know, but they played there, but they were just younger kids too. But yeah, yeah, so many good things from that. But uh, yeah, so uh, moving forward, here you are at the Grand American. When's the last time you were here? Uh, it's been a good 10, 15 years, probably, yeah, probably 15 yeah. years at the, uh, at the most. Yeah. Um, th you know, it's still great to see the large crowd coming out, um, to have it here in Orangeburg. Um, you know, when I think about Grand American, I think out of it as a prestige hunt, you know, just like in racing the Daytona 500. Yeah. And that's how I think of about the Grand American. Yeah. First, you know, first big event of the year. It is. Yeah. It kicks it off. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nice and cool weather. Uh, just low country here. If you come from up north, you, you got to have a dog that can hunt in water. And, yeah. you know, it's a lot of things to take advantage of here. Um, but, man, UKC's come a long ways. I think it's great. Uh, and everybody's still, you know, in the sport doing good. Yeah, you know, when we talk about 2005, you know, it, it's it, time has flown, you know. But that's mm -hmm. that's already been 18 years ago. Yeah. 
hard to sure. believe time just flies. I, I told her next year. I said um, I really got the itch to come back in 2024 and and uh, have a dog in my hand and leading it. So yeah, we were talking earlier, and you said you're kind of looking for a dog to get back into. It yeah, absolutely. That'll be good. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So. so what do you think of it, Jerrica? Well, you know, you're I was, not opposed to it. Well, no, actually not because <laughs> I've I've really grown up in this. Yeah. You know, dogs has been a, a big part of my life, and um, I'm excited. But I've 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 known about a Grand American all my life, but didn't realize how big it was until Scotty Nook. Yeah. And then he was explaining everything to me. And I was like, wow. Yeah, she didn't know anything about the rule, rule part, you know. And the points. The point system. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. we, it's funny. While we're sitting on the couch, um, you know, I'd be, like, giving her different scenarios of, like, how to call the dog and, and how not to call it. And, you right. know, and say if you got a split tree and all that. So, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's cool to have someone um, that likes to spoil as much yeah. as you do. We yeah. sit there and we're, and I'm like, okay, what about if Lenny barks first? He's like, all right, Lenny open or Lenny strike. And I'm like, okay. So I'm learning all these different terminology. Yeah. And, and you got to strike them on her before the third bark. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hey, I know you guys want to get to walking around here. It's uh, getting later in the afternoon here on, on Saturday. So I know you guys want to walk around a little bit, but I really appreciate both of you sitting down and. It was and, a pleasure uh, chatting a little bit, man. Here. Thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah, it's so good to see you, man. And and we hope to see you at more events. Come to Autumn Oaks Winter Classic. Yeah, Autumn Oaks, we'd love to. Yeah, we'd love, love to. to. Thank you. Yeah, so hope to see you guys. So thank you very much. Thank you, Alan. Our next interview is going to be with uh, Bryce Matthews from Indiana. I got had a chance. I met up with him on Saturday morning. He got uh, in. He was in lineup for pictures there on Saturday morning. And he is, he just, uh, snuck in, in 20th place with a young dog he was hunting. And I started talking to him a little bit. We know him from the world championship where he's kind of autumn oaks and last year's world championship. He really lucked out with a dog named Jed. Uh, it just was just on a winning streak with a dog that he was hunting for somebody else. And just, it just seems he's had a lot of good luck lately. And here he goes to the grand American with somebody else's dog again, very little hunting and, uh, and wins again, just sneaks in the top 20 here. So I got him back in the, in the podcast booth. And so here's our uh, uh, interview with Bryce Matthews. Morning, Bryce. How are you today? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. I just saw you out here in the lineup and I grabbed you. I grabbed you from the top 20 lineup out here, taking pictures this morning. Yeah. Saturday morning. Yeah, we, uh, we barely slid through, but we're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, first time at the Grand American? No, this is actually my second time. We came down last year, had a good time, so decided to come back again. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, what dog are you hunting here? Uh, hunting Bill's Wild Bear. He's out of uh, Mr. Clean's Wild Bill. Okay, yeah. And he's a one-year-old train walker. Yeah, I saw him out here. He looks very young still. Yeah, I think he's only 16 months old. Oh, so yeah, really? Placed, placed 20th out of 300-something dogs. was a nice deal. Yeah, so uh, 20th place. We'll get into that in a minute, but how'd your hunt go? Uh, it went well. Uh, the first hour and a half was kind of slow. Uh, that we, a couple dogs got in a brush pile. Dug him out of that, and then uh, treat a couple circle trees. We didn't even score on a coon until the last 30 minutes, and uh, we must have gotten a hot spot, and he put two up pretty quick in the last 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So how long have you had him? Uh, about four days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Jeez. You're kind of known for that. Just grab a dog and go win. It seems to be the trend here lately. The last yeah. several dogs I've won with, I haven't had for very long. So. Uh, so what's the deal with this one? Are you going to have him for a while or what? Uh, no, I don't think so. My buddy Shane Smith owns him. Uh, Shane's been really good to me. Uh, he and I are great buddies. He had this dog he wanted to bring down here and asked me if I was hunting anything. I told him no. And, uh, you know, he said he'd hunt him up for me and get him to me. So that's what he did. Shane's been putting in the legwork. He got him tuned up and ready to go. Uh, I got the dog hunting him one night for pleasure hunting. And then we come on down here. So, man, you're the guy to hire. I'm telling you, your luck is on your side. I'm telling you. Hey, I don't want it to run out anytime soon. I'm going to keep rolling. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, top 20. You got in the top 20. You placed 20. What, what kind of a score did you have last night? Uh, we had 350 plus. 350. Yep. That's not bad. They had Last night, they had a great turnout. Had, I think they sent 303 dogs to the woods on Friday night. Yeah. Had, they do walk-ups here, and I could not believe the number of walk-ups. They had 133, I think. Right, yeah. I, I didn't even get to see the registration building, see what the line was like. I was at the booth all day yesterday, never left. So yeah. I heard there was a good turnout. I heard there was a lot of walk-ups, but... You know, I didn't get to see it, which is part of it, but yeah, I'm so, glad you had a good turnout. Yeah, so a grand total of 78 casts. So where uh, did you hunt close? Where'd you, where'd you hunt? No, around? we drove about an hour uh, to okay. Madden, I believe it was. Okay. Madden, South Carolina. What direction is that? It was northeast. Okay. From yeah. here. Yep. Yeah, so uh, two times at the Grand American, what, uh, what, what is a, how do you, how do you, how would you, uh, uh, what would you say about the hunting? How would you describe the hunting here? Uh, I would say different, little, different than back home. Yeah, it's a little tougher than back home. I would yeah. say. And back home is back home is Peru, Indiana. Yeah. So northern Indiana. Yeah. Um, you know, up there we were lucky. We have plentiful coons, and down here it seems like we struggle a little bit. Yeah. Uh, to get on the coons, we we found a little spot. You know, that had a minute. We saw the two that we treed, and then we saw a couple more sitting up. So it seemed like they were congregating in one area. Um, like I said, the first hour and a half was pretty quiet. Yeah. So, did you get in any water? Anything? Uh, like no, that? not bad. Really? It was yeah. the worst we got in was ankle deep. Across yeah. a couple of creeks, yeah. um, nothing bad at all. No, we had yeah. pretty good, pretty good flat hunting, really. Yeah, was, the weather was so nice yesterday too. Last night, the only thing it was bright. It was basically full. It looks like full moon. I, I'm not. Yeah, has to be close to it, but yeah. Yeah, it was bright. Uh, you know, the coons weren't looking. Um, you know, the the two coons that that I scored on, I found with my thermal. New yeah. rule, twenty twenty three. Yeah. So they weren't looking. Couldn't, yeah. Couldn't hey, how do you them. how do you think that's gonna go? I think it's great. I think it's a great addition. I'm, yeah. Do you I'm hear people, guys, it. talking about it? Yeah. Um, I was the only one on the cast with one last night. Really? And yeah. you know, guys, like, hey, we shine the street. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. What about uh, what about any of the new rules? Did those come into play or make a difference in the cast or was it anything you talked about last night? Um, not necessarily. We did we did a brief overview. I was a judge last oh, yeah. night on the cast. Yeah. Um, so before we cut the dogs loose, I just you know reminded everybody there was a few rule changes that took place. Uh, if anybody had any questions, let me know what they were, and we tried yeah. to handle them right there in the woods. But I just did let them know that it was 2023, so the new rules yeah. are in effect. Yeah, were you in the clubhouse last night when Trevor went over everything before draw? Or I, I was not. Yeah. Like I said, I never left the booth yesterday, and yeah. um, we've been making collars all weekend, yeah. so I didn't get to leave. Yeah, they we had a good crowd in there. Trevor did a good job good. of kind of going and briefing all the hunters on those that were in there over or on the new rules. So, yeah, always want to hear feedback from the hunters to see how they're working and everything. I think for the most part, they're pretty simple, you know, but... Uh, uh, so yeah, well, any, what, any more plans for, uh, this young dog here or what? I don't think so. We're going to hunt him again tonight and try and double up. And then yeah. I think he's going to go back to Shane. Yeah. Uh, and Shane, Shane really likes him. Uh, his boy claims the dog. So yeah, we're going to let him hunt him. Hey, I don't know if you're aware or not, but they take a certain amount of money from all the entry fees and pay it out to that top 20. And they yeah. told me, David McKee told me it was the payout was $303 for the top 20, every cast winner, 330 yeah. bucks. Yeah, I walked up there, 20th place, signed on the dotted line, and got some cash, so yeah, it was nice. Heck yeah, that makes it nice. 300, 300 bucks for a cast win down here in the top 20. Can't beat it. It's yep. worth the trip. Hey, I know you got things going on this morning, but congratulations on your win. Enjoy the rest of your weekend here. I appreciate it, Alan. Thank you. All right, and uh, getting into our final interview here. We hope you guys have enjoyed this. We always enjoy conducting these, conducting these interviews. We were getting towards Saturday afternoon, and I wasn't sure we were even going to get any. It was kind of a busy weekend, uh, but we finally were able to get a few done, and I think this one here was, was our longest one, obviously, and it's with uh, somebody that you're very familiar with, Mr. David McKee. You want to talk about David a little bit? Yeah, you talk about busy. There's a lot of busy people, but, but probably none more so than David, you know, but uh, he was more than willing to sit down with us. And it was uh, it was a really good uh, discussion with him and conversation with David. Uh, he talks a lot about the, how they run the event and uh, all the help that they have and this and that. And 
uh, you also sat down. So there was the three of us, you, David, and I. And uh, uh, so, yeah, here's David talking about the Grand American, just kind of an overview of the event and his thoughts on it and everything. And, and this is what we're going to close out this podcast with David McKee. Well, Mr. David, here we are Saturday afternoon, the Grand American. We've got the cast called out, and most of them are headed to uh, getting meeting up with their cast. And it's uh, been a great couple days. Weather has been good, but uh, what what are your thoughts about now? I am very pleased with this weekend, very pleased. Minimal problems, great, like you said, great weather, and a really, really great turnout for the hunt. It has been a yeah. good, it has yeah. been a good turnout. 333 last night and 273 tonight. Great. Yeah. 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 So uh, before we get into uh, this, how long have you been involved with the Grand America? You're the current president, but how long have you been involved with Uh, with the Grand America? I've been involved with it since 1992. Uh, Before that, I hunted or judged, you know, back in the beginning. Um, I think the first time I hunted in it was in 76 and back then and it was still not hunting judges. So as I got older, I was 16 the first time I hunted in it. Um, I think, uh, 79, uh, I won my cast, still got that trophy at the house. Yeah. One of those that you just hang on to. Yeah. Uh, actually you probably remember these those old metal trophies. Yeah. Yeah. I sure was, do. Yeah. Not plastic. Yeah. So still got that one in my office. That's that's pretty good. And back in those days, you know, we, we hunted three hundred something dogs uh both nights regularly. Yeah. Um but in the in the nineties I did the Master of Hounds uh up until I was elected president and I think this is my fifteenth year as president, fourteenth year, I'm not sure. Wow, but it it hasn't been that long. It, I, it, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize but that's what um um one of them in the office was telling me uh we was actually um the Master Hounds tonight, uh Dale Weatherford. He said uh I took over started doing the Master of Hounds whenever you were selected president. He said, and I think that's been I've been doing it fourteen or fifteen years. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, see, this was my very first event for, for UKC. There's a couple things that I remember about this. I was excited, you know, to go to oh, my yeah. first major event, and I knew that UKC had just uh, uh, been got involved with it again that year. Yeah. Todd Kellum and I flew down yep. there. Yep. And I remember they put us in this little building over here on yeah. the side. It was full and everything kind of there in the aisleway. Yeah. And uh, it was not really what I had expected, yeah. you know, yeah. but... Uh, uh, then a year or two later, we moved over here to the yeah. headquarters building. But the other thing that I will say, and this is not the Allen show here, I apologize, <laughs> but I got a little story. No. So we had flown down here, and uh, at the time, I lived in Indiana still, so I had Indiana plates and everything. So I get back to the office. Uh, Kellum drops me off at the office on Sunday night after we fly back. It's already dark and everything. And I go back into the, I have a key to get in the office, and I get in there. And I'm still green. I've only been there for about a month and a half at this point. And the alarm system goes off at UKC. <laughs> and here I am. I don't know anything. I don't know what the code is, nothing. And it's, you know, no in no time, I walk outside and I've got a vehicle parked in the in the parking lot with Indiana plates. 
you know, and this is, you know, not looking good for me. I've no. got a lot of splaining yeah, to do. Yeah. You know, and we've got a backyard fence there and a, a cop comes in from the front, you know, moving in. And there's one coming and clears, jumps the fence in the back, you know, and they've got me cornered. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, you know, they're looking at my truck and, you know, Indiana, what are you doing here? You know, and I'm yeah. like, uh, so, but I had a key to get in, you know, and I had to kind of take them to my desk and, and that's where I could show them some identification. <laughs> but that was, I always remembered that was my, uh, that was my first experience of the yeah. Grand American is far as ukc but uh all that aside uh all good stuff but uh yeah so you mentioned uh back in the day when you were involved you had to have non-hunting judges can you yeah. can you imagine that if you still had to do all that today no absolutely it'd be not. nearly impossible yes I, I you know i mean it's it, what how many years has it been since we stopped doing it at at the local level well, I mean, you know late 80s early 90s yeah, pretty yeah. much yeah and that it, to have to go back to that now, I don't think we could. Yeah. I don't think we yeah. could. I, the, the caliber, I mean, not the caliber of hunter, but the participation at the club level has changed significantly. Right. right. Um, you know, a lot of the younger people, just they don't belong to clubs and stuff. So, yeah, I don't think we could do it. Yeah. I, I know at our local club, we used to have a list, you know. This, this was this hunt. You're judging night champion. Yeah. You know, next time you can hunt. You know, yeah. we went we went by it religiously. You mm -hmm. know, had to. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah. I wouldn't even want to attempt to put this many dogs in the woods with non-hunting judges. Yeah. So what do you see that has uh, you've been involved with it and have seen a lot of things you've seen there the evolution of it uh, and and how it's progressed this hunt has and what uh, and maybe just since you've kind of been. Uh, this acting president what are some of the changes that you feel have been good that have worked good for the grand american or that you uh, that have been a positive and well what I, are some of those I, things i think our relationship has been instrumental in in uh making it grow i think i give you guys a lot of credit for that because uh you know y'all support us 100 percent i i can remember when you know when todd was more involved with the coonhound side and Every December, you know, he came to our December meeting mm -hmm. and flew down, what do y'all need? You know, everything mm -hmm. for quite a few years until, you know, I told him one time, you know, you don't need to come. We'll appreciate if you want to, but you don't need to. Yeah. Um, you know, I got your phone number. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I think um, some of the changes we've made were the biggest one recently, changing, uh, taking the walk-ons has really increased our numbers. Um, we first started doing it, you know, we were charging $35 and we were taking $5 off, off each entry and paying it back to the top 20 each night. Um, this year at our April meeting, uh, one of the members proposed, he, he gave three different, uh, proposals and, uh, we decided to go with the $50 one and to pay $20 back to the top 20 off of each gas. So last night, the top 20 got $303. Tonight, they'll get $273. That's that's pretty that's pretty big. I, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's great. Um, you know, then the final four, you know, well, 
Yeah, Thank that's, you, that's one other thing that you have changed since I've been here. Yeah. You know, you used yeah. to have one. There's been a couple different ways when you named your final cast or yeah. how you determined yeah. it. But I think the way you have it now works about as well yeah. as any as any format that you've used. I, I think which so. Is, yeah. If you can explain that. Yeah, the, you know, we use the double cast winners. Um, and we typically have around 17, 18 double cast winners. Yeah. So we take the top four of those to go back out. The The only drawback to it was on Saturday night, the entries would fall off some because if you didn't win your cast on uh, Friday night, you didn't have a whole lot of incentive to hunt on Saturday unless you were just, you know, hunting for the Grand American Trophy or, or whatever. And that was one of the reasons that we changed and started trying to give some money back to the hunters and, uh, I think once the word gets out, I think it's uh, it's yeah. going to grow even more. Yeah, I really do. Um, matter of fact, you know, we don't. Y'all, y'all know you don't ever quit working. You know, yeah. we 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 have a board meeting tonight at eight o'clock, uh, and uh, we went out to supper last night. We had a notebook. You know, we wrote down fifteen things that we want to look at changing to try to improve and and things and. I I got a great great staff. Um, uh, without this them, I you know, this wouldn't be possible. Yeah. It's it's not me. Yeah. I might be the one that um, people when they want to complain about something, and that's okay. That's that's my job. Um, we we meet at the gate on Thursday at nine fifty before we open the gate. We have prayer, and I tell my folks. Someone gets irate, uh, whatever, you just call me and let me be the one to handle it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not your place. Um, that's my job. Yeah. You just, you take care of yours and, and I'll take care of that. Yeah. And it's very seldom that we have any problems, you know, but uh, uh, they're great. Yeah. Uh, the youngest One's probably got five, six years of experience, which is probably my grandson, but he's been here since, since he was little, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, it's kind of funny. Um, yesterday, Steve Fielder was telling me he pulled up to the gate down there and, uh, had forgotten his past, you know, and said, uh, Will told him, said, uh, you, you can't come in here and park. And he was like, but I'm a vendor. He said, yes, sir, but you don't have the pass. You can't come in here. Yeah. <laughs> and and he knows, you know, Will. And he said, finally, he said, Will, I'm Steve. You don't remember? Oh, Mr. Steve, I know who you are now. <laughs> he said, yes, sir, you can come in here and park. Yeah. But he told me he said he was doing his job, you yeah. know. So, yeah. I mean, it's just a great group to work with. Yeah. And, and we can see that from the outside looking in, you know. And, and you're exactly right. You know, there's a, there's always a good team. Any event has, always has a good team. Yeah. And you can see from the outside looking in, you can see your different committees or different uh, folks that are that are working their part of the event. And yeah. you got to have that. And you've oh, got yeah. some good folks in place yeah. that are doing yeah. their jobs. That's what makes, uh, makes things work so much e easier. Each one of them has an assignment. Yeah. And they know what their job is. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we use the radios. Yeah. It works real good. Well, you know, uh, uh, until you've been directly involved with putting on an event of this caliber, 
uh, I think it's easy to uh, it's easy to not understand what all really goes into it. Yeah. You know, and there's a yeah. there's a lot of it's easy to say, uh, you know, well, why don't you do this or that? But, you know, a lot of those things you've already thought through mm-hmm. and there's a reason you don't do yeah. this or that yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. But we, uh, we one of our mm-hmm. one of our board members who was just uh, elected this past year. He he's always hunted and guide and and served as a club rep for for, for his guides. But mm-hmm. this is the first year he's been out here all weekend working the grounds. And he was like, man, I didn't realize, you know. He said, I had an idea. He said, but I didn't realize how much work y'all do. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and you and you you mentioned the club, so you you actually have it set up a little different than most inter, any other organization that I know of. Explain how that works okay. with your club network. Yeah, we, we have. Uh, 15 clubs that make up the Grand American Association. And the clubs, you know, supply the guides, supplies the people working on the grounds and everything. And uh, what we do is once everything's paid, uh, we divide the, the remaining money between all the clubs based on uh, participation. Uh, each guide is a share. Each person working on the grounds is a share. So, you know, we'll typically have uh, 200 and something shares and we take that money and divide it, you know, yeah. equally between all the clubs based yeah. on their participation. You know, yeah. that's, if uh, my club's got 15 people working, you know, and they work all three days, I mean, that's 45 shares. You know, if a club's yeah. got two and that, that's what they get, you yeah. know, it's, so it's, yeah. it's based on, on uh, yeah. what you put into it. Yeah. Yeah, so I know uh, uh, we've had, uh, you know, in the and since I've been here, usually we've tried to provide you an, an assistant or to help you with some uh, uh, maybe entry things. Some folks can get into our systems with dog entry stuff yeah. or whatever. And, and I know here the last couple of years, uh, you know, Joyce Little was, was always a, kind of a staple back in the office. You yeah. Know? And I'm sorry, we, we gave you Trevor. You might not look <laughs> quite as good as Joyce here, but Trevor Trevor's sitting here with us as well. So how how's... Uh, you you know you're used to working with Autumn Oaks Winter Classic and those and working here at this event. I know you enjoy working with these folks as well back there. Oh yeah. What does your day look like back there in the hunt office? <laughs> yeah, usually from about ten thirty, I get back there and we start working on uh, changes and walk ups and uh, and you guys alluded to it a little bit and I, I just wanted to double it is that on the outside you you can see some of the moving parts but you don't really notice all that happens in the back end and the administrative and how, how good you guys work together as just as a, a total team, uh, everybody doing their part and, and it's unique and, and all the clubs filtering in and confirming their entries and, and all that sort of thing. And it's, uh, it's always fun being back there in the war room with them and, uh, <laughs> and getting everything taken care of. And I know since I've been on board, there's been some changes in how you guys used to do things and you guys have made a lot of adjustments and it's yeah. it's been a good good couple of years i think and i think this year was probably one of the smoother years we had a lot of connection issues today with internet but i think it's just because of the, just the pure amount of people on the ground using wi-fi and different networks caused yeah. for some yeah. connectivity issues but yeah. took that on the chin and, and kept rolling pretty good with it i think yeah. still but i'm a good hunt tonight we had to go old school <laughs> we had to write everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you always have that backup plan. That's right. That's right. That's yeah, some, someone was like, what are we going to do? We're going to take the laptop outside and stuff. I said, do we, we they don't know how to write. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I did want to say one thing, and, and I think uh, people would agree with this, that the Grand American is probably the, the event 
the, the coon hound event that is most synonymous with the location that it's in uh, orangeburg south carolina um and you can really tell that when you come here you know there's the, the thursday night dinner that the city and the county puts on uh you have you have radio stations and tv stations on out here uh you got newspapers coming out uh, I've, I've i've had to do an interview myself for for newspaper stuff um, can you talk a little bit about the relationship with Orangeburg and the city council members and the mayor and maybe sure. the county and, and what all they do yeah. to ensure that this is a success, successful event as well? Yes. You know, they take care of uh, a lot of the advertising for us um, uh, and, and help us. You know, one thing people don't, a lot of people don't realize, this, this fairgrounds is privately owned, so we have to rent it. And um, I'll be honest with you, it's expensive. That, yes. Yeah, it it's expensive, and they they help us w- with that as well. Um, the police department, you know, it's great to work with. Uh, they they supply our security, uh, and I mean, you know, you may have noticed this year the, the cameras. You know, yes. we've got cameras set throughout the thing. So, uh, talk on it. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's well, that's what it would be inconspicuous, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they they they've got cameras throughout, uh, and they'll have uniform as well as uh, plain clothes officers here oh, the yeah. whole weekend walking. Um, I I have their phone numbers. You know, I mean, it, it's just had a problem today at the gate. Um, I was actually doing the kitty show when they, they, you know they called me on the radio, and I'm like, I'm busy, and our uh, Jay. Uh, Lanning and our uh, chairman of the board, you know, he said, I'll take care of it. So he goes out there and we had to get a police officer to, to get someone to move. But, you know, it, it doesn't matter what time it is, day or night or whatever, you know, they're, they're great. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce, I mean, gosh, James and them are just phenomenal. And his staff uh, take care of uh, so many things behind the scenes and, and that, that banquet dinner that we put on, you know, the, the chamber pays for half of it. We pay for half of it. Uh, actually, now, uh, Perina, uh, you know, gives us some money to help put it on because of, you know, them doing their awards and stuff there. Uh, works out real good. I think, uh, you know, Dave and, and Mark and him do a, a good job of, of uh, promoting that mm-hmm. and, and uh in the relationship with all of us, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's just phenomenal. And uh, you, like I told you yesterday, you've got a great group too. Uh, Trevor is exceptional to work with. Uh, still thinking, uh, I got uh, boots older than he is, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, he. It, it doesn't matter what it is, you know. He just takes it and. Uh, Always got that smile and you know, always positive attitude, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he he is he's great to work with. Yeah. And um, you mentioned Joyce earlier. Uh, uh, some of the ladies in there in, in the office was asking me today. Said, "What was the lady that used to help before this young man?" And I said, "That was Joyce." Yeah, that's her name. That's Joyce her name. Little. Yeah, yeah. Joyce was, Joyce, he was yeah. great. And I was telling him, I said, "You know, I, we still speak every once in a while." Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, great but yeah we do too every not as you know she was a staple there oh, for, in yes, our department yes, for, and yes. just a a good soul too right. but she's taking care of her grandbabies yeah. now enjoying life yeah. retired life yeah and then you know taylor you know taylor worked in there for a few years after uh, joyce left and uh 
Taylor's always the same way. Just anything she can do to help and stuff. And yeah, I I don't have I don't have any complaints uh, that I can think of with anything. And uh, our group, I always tell them it's not a mistake unless we can't fix it. Yeah, we haven't run into yeah. anything we can't fix. And, yeah, and you got to be willing to change. You got to be willing to grow. Yeah, um, yeah. And just like was when I started coon hunting. You know, it was a four cell flashlight and a lantern you know and and that was your light yeah and, and this uh, weekend we're using thermals up yeah there. <laughs> yeah i mean that's why i was thinking you know, and how far we've came from on the electronics and yeah you know, it's just it's unbelievable yeah. you know and yeah so let's uh, let's talk about the hunt a little bit itself as as far as we don't hear a whole lot and, and oftentimes i feel like if somebody has a complaint i'm sure you hear some of them come to you but i think they also come to us you yeah. know hey this happened last yeah. night or whatever uh, I feel like, you know, it's been a good number of years since we've been here, but it has, those as far as complaints have really, have really diminished a lot, yeah. really. Yeah. And I think it really speaks a lot for the hunters. That, yeah. And oftentimes I think it, a whole lot of that has to do with leadership, yeah. getting them on board and, you know. Uh, yeah. With, yeah. And we're, um, like I said, with our group of uh, clubs that we use, uh, I mean, we're pretty strict on a lot of things. Uh, if a, if a guide gets scratched and leaves his cast, uh, it's that club's responsibility to put another guide with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You know, we keep guides here. If they come back here and we have to supply a guide, then they don't get a share for that cast. And if it happens twice, and then they're not guiding. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it, you know, it's business. Yeah. You, you, You've got to be, you've got to be that way. And that's what makes it successful. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, this, as far as the hunting goes, it's, uh, the, the moon is bright right oh, now. Yeah, it's, it looks yeah. to be full moon and you've yeah. had quite a bit of rain here recently yes, too. Yes. So water levels are high this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Right? We, but, we actually had, um, two or three guides that could not guide because of the because water, of the water. um, winds. Tuesday, I sent out a text to all my club reps. I said, Thursday, you check with your guides. Make sure they're good. First and foremost is safety. Yeah. Uh, no, no no hunter, no ham put in danger, and, and they're good about it. Um, you you remember, what, three years ago we had the ice storm? Yeah. You know, we had like 15 guides that yeah. couldn't guide because yeah. of it, you know. So as long yeah. as they still hunt, cast uh the club still gets to share so yeah. that, that's something you know, it's not their fault that yeah. your woods are flooded or froze yeah. or whatever so yeah. um trevor it, you got any other uh, anything for david here we don't want to hold him up too long right. here i'm sure he's uh, got some I'm things to run after getting a set out for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess wrapping it up a little bit i mean it, it's whenever you're thinking about an ex a successful event obviously you're talking about avoiding any major issues uh not having to deal with a lot of questions and things like that but talking about the turnout a little bit this weekend, and I'm not just talking entry numbers, but uh, we all know that uh, a, a couple of years ago with some of the unfortunate things that happened due to restrictions and things, it affected uh, coon hunting the same as it did everything else. There was yeah. a, a dip in vendors, uh, travel restrictions, things like that. I think last year uh, you guys had the monster show, the, the two-day show, and yeah. me and Danielle talked about that on on uh, the podcast as well, so you'll hear, you'll hear us talk about that a little bit. This year you guys have another big, successful show i think a hundred and around 115 each day plus the youth show so just shy yeah. of 300 entries in that 
Uh, you're sitting at almost 600 entries over the weekend, and then you guys are up over 100 vendors again, right? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, man, can you talk the, just a little bit about how it's finally coming back to yeah. the Grand American now? Yes. Um, you know, COVID years, the, the vendors did fall off. Uh, part of it was supply. You know, they couldn't get things and stuff, and, and we had some that lost. And, and and we've had a few that their internet sales has, has picked up so much that they don't need to come. Yeah. You know? So it's, that's everywhere. Yeah. 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 So, but you know, this year, um, Ashley Julian, uh, she took over the vendors. Um, you know, Jay and Roger had been doing them for years and, uh, uh, she took it over and she has actually went out to some of the trade shows and stuff and handed out flyers and stuff about the grand American and, and she's brought us uh, some diverse and adversity into it. You know, it's not all hunting stuff and everything. And, and I, I think it's great. Because you do actually have a lot of locals that yeah. are not hunters oh, yeah. that come out here to Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we do. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's good to see that much uh, different. You know, everybody has leashes and collars, but you walk through and you see pretty and pink and yeah. Uh, this boutique or whatever, and and you looking, and I'm not going over there to buy nothing. But you look in the booth full, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and that's what I want to see, yeah. You know, and, and I I think she's done a great job, and um, seems to me like she's taking pride in 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 doing does. that as well. She does, and that's the good thing about yeah. all of our people; they yeah. take pride in it. I think we're back. Um. Friday morning, I think she told me she was at 106, and I think she's put a few more in there yeah. since then. Yeah. And like I said, the show, uh, Danielle and them do a great job. Um, and Gary, let's give Gary some oh, credit. They're yes, running him yes, ragged over yes, there. Yes, yes. I, I was six and say, uh, Gary and uh, Andrew, uh, you know, Andrew is um, he's one of my club members. I've known him since he was born. You know, he's. 22 years old, and uh, a couple of years ago, the, the guy who did the uh, show announcement, uh, he's a highway patrolman, and wind up he couldn't be here. And Daniel's like, what am I going to do? I said, I'll find you somebody. Yeah. And Andrew's just got a great voice. He but, does. Yeah, he does. He, yeah. I've noticed that. You know, yeah. he's just clear, and, yeah. and that really that yeah. makes it nice. Yeah. And, and the first year, we laughed and picked at him because he uh, – booted so many names you know on the <laughs> on the dogs and stuff but <laughs> he's he's gotten a lot better and he looks forward to it yeah. and um yeah uh gary you know i mean he he just works and wrong you know danielle is the, is the head of it and she's the figurehead if you want to say but uh yeah, yeah she'd be just Quick to tell you as anybody else that she yeah, couldn't you talk do it about without Gary, Gary. And Daniel Champ. They just don't yeah. get much oh, better than no, that. No. Yeah, and, and, and they live in Virginia. West you know, Virginia. And, yeah, West Virginia. And, and, and come down and do the show mm -hmm. and stuff for us. And, and they're yeah. still relatively young folks, and it's good oh, to see yes. young folks that yes. enthusiastic oh, like they are yeah, to, to jump and roll yeah. up their sleeves. Yeah. And, and I know last year, um, this is her third year doing it, I think. And last year, I, you know, I told them, I said, I want you to come down on Thursday and early enough to go to the banquet. And she's like, you really want us to do that? I'm like, of course I do. Yeah. You know, I want you to know how much we appreciate y'all. Yeah. And, uh, and that's one thing with that banquet, you know, yeah. it, uh, we, we try to reckon them. We invite our sponsors. A lot of them don't come because they have so many people and 
Sure. Uh, you know, they want to take their people out and eat and stuff, and we understand that. But we still like to give them that recognition. And Or that and, meal uh, you provide, though, it's hard to beat. You can't. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Those guys right. do a great job. Yeah, they do. It seems like every year it's just the, the steaks were phenomenal yeah. the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and someone, the first time there, they were like, man, I can't believe y'all do this. Mm -hmm. You know, and, yeah. and look, you, you got to take care of your people yeah. and the people who take care of you and stuff. Yeah. And I, uh, I've always believed that, that, you know, if yeah. you look out for others and then uh, if you need something or whatever, they're more willing yeah. to help you. Yeah, one guy you've not mentioned yet is Harry Ott. He's still he's still out and about. And he's, oh man, we we were we were picking. Um, we tried to get him on this podcast. Oh, he no, wants nothing to do with it. So go, no, we got to uh, give him a shout out at th least. Thursday we were sitting out there at the gate about three thirty or so, and and somebody said something about who's in charge, you know, and they pointed at me, and I said, "No, I'm number two. Rogers number three. Jay's number four. They said. Who's number one? And about four of us said Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we were we we were trying to figure out. I think uh, I've got forty six years. Um, Harry's got uh, fifty three. That he's been here, and uh, Randy Riser, who takes care of the barns, is has got a uh, forty eight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we've kept you long enough, but we, we just yeah, want to let you know. Yeah, my phone has buzzed about yeah. 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we want to, we just, on behalf of United Kennel Club, we appreciate all the work you and your team put into this event. Yeah. It's always a good time, and I know your participants enjoy it, and uh, this weekend was uh, just as good as it gets again, yeah. and, and thank you for that. And But with that, uh, thanks for taking a little time here. And if you guys have any to. final thoughts, why? Uh, go I just ahead. want to say thank you to all the hunters and and show people and everything who who do come out. And uh, you know, I tell all uh, if if you got a problem, let me know about it. Yeah, if if you want to uh, give credit to somebody, give credit to my team. Thanks for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and to like and follow UKC Hunting Ops on Facebook and Instagram.